Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. On December 2nd, 1866, Harry Burley was born. He is one of the first African-American composers, and he preserved spirituals that he had learned from his maternal grandfather. This one, Deep River, did not have a known owner of the words but Burley produced and composed the music that has preserved the integrity of the times of African Americans using music to overcome the daily persecution of their souls Today we also honor Maria Callas, who is an Ifukian, born under the star of Afukas, and funnily enough, today is Britney Spears' birthday. I didn't know she was born in Afukas, but she's a singer as well. the time of 8.33 a.m. PST time, that's where the East Coast of America, California, Canada, Washington, that part of the world, we will have the beginning of a zero degrees of Mercury. Now, they have been quite eventful in the past and what I want you to know, because this is a taster as well of the mindset needed to work with the journal, is, to, and the reason I'm doing it as well, so that you know before and have this awareness, being conscious that this zero field energy is an opportunity to tune in to maybe a consciousness or information that is not normally accessible when a planet isn't at that degree. And each heavenly body, I believe, has a particular message to give or particular energy now because our moon is in gemini and mercury is at zero degrees this could be more about information but that's why i like to pinpoint the time so that people who are observing the zero degrees can come back and tell the experiences that they are having or that they have had and I believe it doesn't really matter how long it is. I do tell it sometimes, but to tell it would be putting a cap on it because people who are born with zero degrees have this all the time. They might not have always been confident about it because it is quite otherworldly to to have kind of ESP or to know things that you have no... Um, practical um, evidence of being able to know but because I have had the experience of feeling this feeling that I get when there's a zero degrees 
and what I've been able to do with it is just amazing because it is truly an information that yeah it's I cannot explain it other than otherworldly it is coming from the source it's not coming from me it's not coming from what I put together in my mind it's I'm allowing I'm open open to it I'm open to receive this information during this time and when I'm conscious of it which is you know really is very much a part of the mindset of sky astrology is knowing the mathematical positions and the energies and then tuning in to those energies okay so enough said I told you the time I told you the time zone now I'm going to tell you where the other heavenly bodies are so at this moment in California I have to know where it's going to be in the afternoon in the UK at 16.33 which is our 4.33pm our sun will just have been going and to three degrees of a focus and the mercury's at zero degrees of scorpio i know that would be important for somebody i know who has zero degrees scorpio as well so i'm keen to know some feedback the south node is still at 11 degrees of a focus Pluto is still at 26 degrees of Sagittarius. Jupiter is 29 degrees Sagittarius. And Saturn is at 32 degrees Sagittarius. I like this when they're three degrees apart from each other. That means Jupiter is the midpoint of Pluto and Saturn. Next, Neptune is definitely on its way home to Pisces it's no longer stationary and it is definitely going direct it's moved a arch minute <laughs> it's going to take till next year to get into Pisces though but the movement the journey towards is one we're thinking of and are conscious of Chiron is still retrograde and is at 13 degrees Pisces Mars is at 25 degrees Pisces aligned with the Satis constellation and the planet X, Eris, is at 31 degrees, still retrograde. It might go straight soon. Uranus is still at 8 degrees. Aries, all three are aligned with the Satis constellation. Use your app for to verify that. And the North Node is still 26 degrees of Taurus. Where you see the end of Taurus is the area where there is Orion energy overlapping with Taurus energy which is very important like the Pisces like the Scorpio energy and the Focus energy overlaps and our moon at this time will be 6 degrees of Gemini and Venus is 5 degrees of Libra so thank you moon for giving us some more air today because Mercury has moved out of air and now for a brief moment in Scorpio because Scorpio has a small space to it so it's quite interesting what's coming up okay so I wish you and yours everything as always Take care. Thank you for listening. Please share so that Sky Astrology has its Jupiter return. Because <laughs> I'm having a Jupiter return on my ascendant. And so we want to share Sky Astrology far and wide so that people can tune in, as Elizabeth says, and connect to who they truly are. 
Lots of love from me. Take care. Bye. Looking at this guy thinking, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to believe me? But I want to tell you what was really funny is I had a discovery call with someone who said they had a dream about a focus and they were a zero degree and zero arch minute. So that's like, you know, double zero. And she said what you had said, I think, a while ago, which is true, which I believe, because, you know, I honor 15 constellations. She said that a focus was the gateway, like, to open, like you just said. It is. It's always been there. And it's always been there, you know, 13, 13, the 12 disciples plus the Jesus, you know, all these things. And did you see that woman drummer uh, I put up about yeah. um, yesterday? You know, she Yola passed Smith. away in Casa Mesa at 107 really? years old this year. And wow. her most famous piece was called The Snake Charmer. She was born at zero degrees of Fucus. I could not believe it. And it was an all-girl band. You know, that was, you know, we say, oh, we're just discovering the book is always there. She's born 
to separate us. So these things actually organically don't have borders. So when I thought about the galactic center, the Sagittarius fire, that has 43 million times the mass as our sun, and that's where the black hole is, then I knew there's no amount of venom from the scorpion that if you read the article that told me the scorpion can go in the deserts for years, you know, because they are state drink liquid. They are like this venom, this healing. You Did, did you see? They, the, the, um, the venom is also a healer. And which is kind of incorporating, bringing back all the things that we know about a fungus being the serpent bear, being yeah. the venom bear, being the um, the one to bring balance to the sexual energy, yeah, and to the waters of this, you know, this survivor, this water being, because, you know, Natasha Cha-Cha from Sorting House, you know, researching that the Scorpion was one of the first creatures out of the water onto land, wow. right? Oh. And, you know, they can survive for a very long time because they embody, it. the water's like super, it's, it's um, plasma, I don't know, what is it, they, they got this blue venom, and they drink liquid, everything's liquid for them, mm. yeah? <laughs> Which is fluid, we know, water is fluid, mm. yeah? So... This with the fire of Sagittarius and the waters, the indestructible waters, the non-evaporating waters of Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the venom healing um, uh, waters of Scorpio. And the fire of the galactic center, the heart of the galaxy. Wow. Which is what it is. And the power of the fire right that's how we get this a focus energy and it's the creativity because i always teach that with say cancer and leo right mm -hmm. cancer's like really soft and it's the water and leo's the fiery and the two together it's like one wins or the other one wins or it's like so emotional and then so energetic you know they don't really coexist this either one or the other and i always tell people take turns be emotional, stay at home, be cancer, heal yourself, be emotional, and then once you've done it, that you can't do it anymore, get up and go and be your Leo self and use the energy and create things because it's a process. But with a focus, it really, you know, has both of these sharing the same space. And because it's not in our consciousness, hasn't been, I think a lot of people I know they couldn't really understand their energy and nor could other people understand theirs. You know, the not the woman who was the cliche of, you know, the old generation. She was a strong, you know, feminine being, you know, even maybe a bit masculine. I used to think I was a, a guy in the past life because I was mm -hmm. so pushy. You know, all the people said I was either pushy or I was too sensitive because I was embodying all of those things and, you know, having three things in a focus. And then when I do the charts of a focus women, because that's where a lot of my research comes now is really, you know, being able to see how that plays out mm -hmm. with people that I don't know. And yes, it's a real thing. This yeah. heat, this understanding of power and sexual energy and, you know, not fitting into these old cliche norms of the vulnerable female. And if the scorpion female is anything, she is not vulnerable. She's very, you know, potent and strong, yeah. you know? So that's what a focus means to me. And it's really, you know, congealing now. You know, it is like the fifth element. It is in progress. We are crowning. This, you know, people are still finding themselves in this energy, you know, and I always have to say, you know, my focus is 14 degrees, my moon is 14 degrees of focus, and your sun and moon midpoint is 14 degrees of focus. So I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and these numbers do not lie ever. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so the the interesting part about this for me, from what I uncovered about a Fucus, or I like to say a Fiacus, it's like the same. Yeah, I, I know, but I can't say that. <laughs> I can't pronounce yeah. a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was so potent for me was the 13. It was the 13 because of water, because the 13th letter is M, which is water, right? And mm-hmm. then if you look up um, 13 rep- represents M, which means mem, which means water. So mm-hmm. water and 13 go hand in hand. Anytime I was seeing 13 anywhere, I was like, water, water, water. And then I was like, the fourth phase of water is the 13 because it equals four. And so through my lens, I was sharing a little bit about it today. We're going through the fourth phase. We have been going through the fourth phase because just like you said, there's no boundaries to it. It's fluid. So we've been going through this fourth phase alchemy of each one and I've been following where the moon was and now that it's in Taurus going into the 13th constellation, the 13th sign Ophiuchus, now I'm like, oh wow, look at this, like what our life force, it, it like went like this to me, because I can see the energy, like the current often will show me what she's doing in that, mm-hmm. and I just saw this, I saw like, wow, and it's like the waters are rising, and harnessing our sexual waters, but also harnessing our feminine and masculine waters because mm-hmm. this is why in our physical body that we we get hard you know if you're a man you get hard when you're you're excited and when you're a mm-hmm. woman you get wet and when we're eating when we're about to eat something we're salivating that's our salvation yeah that's our salvation so they, these bodily fluids like the amrita is what Ophiuchus represents in the body because each sign is you know a body part uh-huh. And knowing that, I was like, so we just weren't aware of the bodily fluids this whole time because Ophiuchus wasn't in our consciousness. Right. I was like, uh, okay, that makes sense of why integrating this now so that we can see 20H2O uh-huh. in between. It's it's like this is the water lens, the water consciousness. And as I, I was attuning to that now and looking at my journals from last year, I was like, whoa, we're rising. And something that Kelly Marie Kerr said in our uh-huh. live that we did together was December 21st is the time, winter solstice is the time to be practicing the sacred secretion, the right. highest point in all of the year. And the sacred secretion, what was interesting about her too, is that she started, you know, the sacred secretion is when the sun, the moon is in your sun sign. Uh-huh. two to three days out of the month, and you secrete an oil, your waters in your body, uh-huh. like an inner baptism. But uh-huh. when she said, I was like, so do you track the moon? And she went into the farmers. And she went into, yes, I track the moon through this app. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, we all are uncovering this. And we're, it's divine because it's in our. It is divine. Yeah, it is divine. moment now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she was even saying that it was a little bit off, which makes sense because, <laughs> you know, perfect. It is just a little bit off. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, also, what I wanted to say remember the cranial nerve? So there's like 12 cranial nerves, but there's actually a 13. Like, you know, they just discovered yeah. this. And the thing is that the idea of it or you know they're still researching if it's true but the fact that they didn't notice it because it's part of the top of the head and when they did autopsies it's so fine that they broke it that they you know manipulated so they didn't see it it came off but the research so far has shown that it has to do with our sensual sexual attraction to others like that extra sense, you know, like you smell like, you know, that primal um, sense that, that you know, brings us together. Mm. The, that is so, and that, that aligns with that, that concept of foreplay. Foreplay. Four <laughs> of water. Oh my God, yes, yes. 
into was like, all right, I'm freeing this current, I'm freeing the life force, whatever that means for me, wherever I am. And the life force being freed is our sexual waters being freed from everything that had been done to them through maritime admiralty law, through the programming, like everything. And it's this oppression so deep that Uh. it's like I had to go through my own liberation this year, like pretty deeply with my own sexuality and like, like in partnership and talking about marriage and what that even meant and like letting go of being owned. It came up in my consciousness and I didn't quite understand it. And now this is like, we're, we're freeing ourselves to love each other freely. Free energy is love. And that's what we're, I mean, we had to go through it all. Well, I think the the healing, a focus is the healer. And, you know, I just watched before I came, because Natasha was telling me to watch it, the, um, well, the scorpions dancing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, did you see it? It's so amazing how they dance before sex is basically... They don't even have, it's a dance. It's like to say the seduction, right? So he's seducing her and then he puts his sperm down and then moves her across to it. Uh (laughs) So, you know, this is, you can't make this up. You know, it is about the sexual dance and it is about, you know, him, you know, honoring. Oh God, here we go. Honoring that, you know, that she is you know, going to be, you know, holding space for life, which I think is always, you know, really important because that's the water womb. Yeah. You know, and without the waters, you know, there is not going to be life before the earth, right? So there's the fire of the the sperm, you know, the energy of the semen, and then meeting, you know, the egg, and then the fertilization and the waters and then coming into the earth plane. You know, these, this is the beauty of creation. And of course, you know, it's funny because Trisha, who I met, who's very connected and very, and she, you know, she's like, maybe we've all been connected because we do all have the sensitivity about the sex trafficking and about the need for the healing of, I've had it, you wow. had so many of us. And what I know because of my, my, my experience with my past life and being able to prove it and see that I had a dream when I was six years old that was um, pictured in a, in a painting by a little girl who was, you know, uh, abused in the 40s. And so 1940s, and I had a dream when I was six about it, you know, the same pictures of that sexual abuse. And so this abuse, this, you know, mis, you know, use of yes. our sexual waters, you know, the mean, the serpent bear, that's why the serpent bear is coming into awareness because it is time to heal this. Yeah. Yeah. It's been going on for thousands of years. It's been like, mm-hmm. that's okay. And now the waters are rising. It, you know, maybe I just think you flood a love, you know, they talk about Noah, the waters, you know, or even in the times of Noah, or yeah. like sometimes I thought where they said where the gods, you know, like the daughters of men. You know, yes. thinking which daughters, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can read. You have to read these things between the lines. I feel, mm-hmm. and I do. You know, we have to acknowledge this because um, even Afukas was, you know, a big part of uh, last year's energies. And now the December 14th, it is still, you know, the new moon, Mercury, our south node, which is about the past karma, Mm. is also now going through a focus, which is really powerful because the Vedics, they do a lot of work with a focus and they say the same thing. They just say it's in Scorpio. When the Scorpio always gets this thing, maybe, because now it's the focus is going to heal that. Where before it was the Scorpion power of, you know, seduction and using that sexual energy exclusively. Now we are saying, no, there's a higher love. There's a higher consciousness that is beyond this physical love. Yeah. Exactly. And, 
this this process that we go through as a collective is also an individual process as well and what i would say that can really help you harness these energies is to cleanse and to purify you know and to return yourself back to whatever you feel that is in your integrity because that around this time as we're shifting towards christmas it's it's known for you know he sees you when you're sleeping. I love like, these drops. Yeah, they're just like so real, and you you have to be honest with yourself. Be your own Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Literally, like answer that question of have you been in integrity? At any moment, you can choose to stay in that purification. And to stay in that allows this energy to move through more fluidly. You know, sometimes it's a rush. Sometimes it's like super triggering and it's a lot. But sometimes if you surrender into that, you can start to harness it. And it'll start to move through you in this way where you're not resisting or trying to make it go anywhere. And that's what I see, you know, focus the the staff and the, the serpent around the staff. Mm-hmm. That serpent is divine literally the vine the vine that moves like the serpent which moves yes. like the yes. cleansing of within yes, us. Of, right and also the spinal you know the kundalini mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and of course that's the symbol for the medical system and right it's you no know, feeling yeah. mm-hmm. the that whole system too which obviously like me and my partner went through it with Chris's dad and just going through the whole medical system and what it was really like on the inside when you have, you know, medication being put at you at every which way, that is, that is a form of black magic. And we are allowing our bodies to return themselves to origin. To origin, you know? and, yeah. And so, so with Ophiuchus, Ophiuchus, moving into this season, with today so what does the full mean the full moon in taurus mean to you like what do you feel like is being shown to us well i you know i see these full moon times as objective times it's a cycle mm-hmm. and there's a lot of power in oppositions mm-hmm. yeah because it's an opportunity to look over to the other side and in Sky Astrology, Orion has seven degrees and Scorpio has seven degrees. And they are partly opposite. That's why we have at zero degrees of Fucus and we have 15 degrees Taurus, right? And so when we have the beginning of Sagittarius, we have that in Orion. And Orion, of course, is one of all of ours most recognized constellations it's like just the gateway for me you know being a focus but finding and using orion the reality of that power is just beyond and it you know i look at the stars every night and when i get to see the belt of orion it's like beam me up scotty you know those three perfectly placed stars that you know the aspects and the egyptians believe were afterlife or connected to the as above so below mm-hmm. so why isn't it there so that really taught me about the opposition and what I found once and I can't find it again but really made an impact on me was the understanding of what the bull really means you know like the bull market financial bull market or the bull fight and you know wagging a red flag so that the bull will charge, right? Mm-hmm. So this idea, one fan, one kind of mythology that was explained, if I can remember probably, it was about the Palladi sisters, because they are part of Taurus. And here is Orion. And, you know, to have this protection against the aggressor, someone wanting to have the Palladi sisters, of this is playing out across from a focus. So this is for me the opposition of looking 
that where we have been, what one version is, one one polarity is, to the other polarity, which is kind of raising the vibration and healing that, right? Because the the um, age of Aries was first, and then we had, oh no, age of Taurus, like ancient, right? Before age of Aries, which is when we kind of started to recognize things. That's why the Aries is the first sign. But age of Taurus is really old, like 17,000 we saw, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, and so that was rising in the morning. So that was the main thing. That was kind of the primitive before, you know, mm-hmm. like that was like, we need to populate the earth kind of thing, you know? So, you know, it was like really practical. And so now we are in this age of Pisces, mathematically at the end, going through this transition dawning because we only have 400 years left of over 2,700 years going through that. So we are now, you know, at this point where we are understanding, you know, being retrospective or understanding where we've been. And so we can, you know, finish this stage, this age, and really usher in the reality of the age of Aquarius, which is air energy, you know, really being light of this. You know, bringing in the balance, the idea of the feather and the heart, you know, but really doing the work now. So that, having said that, knowing that here we are at a focus at the beginning and everything that's going to happen and it's this um, eclipse season, mm-hmm. that this is really the most important information. And I always say the sun when you come from a non-egoistic place, like shining a light on me, no, the sun is shining a light on others. Mm. Because when you shine a light on others, when you give unconditionally, when you care, that comes back to you and that keeps it in flow. When you just shine a light on you, it doesn't flow. And so that sun, our, our full moon, is this fullness of the Taurus being shown this light from a focus, yeah, shining that healing light on a somewhat, you know, kind of basic, kind of primitive, connected, bullish um, attitude about things. You know, I mean, we're living in bullish times, you know, censorship, don't do this, don't do that, you know, telling us, you know, what to do kind of Mm -hmm. stubborn these core ideas that are based on this earth plane because Mm -hmm. it's an earth energy but the thing is it's shining the light it doesn't say that that has to be and that's where the opportunity comes when you are aware of that and so what i love is this idea of the new moon as it slowly lights up the new, the new moon, the new moon, and then the moon moves away, and the sun shines that light, like saying, "Look at that! All these things that have happened since the new moon. What are you going to do with that when the moon is full of this information in Taurus, in the Earth space? What are you going to do? How are you going to ground yourself? How are you going to make a difference? Yeah, how are you going to use that? And that's why the light is given away." slowly from the full moon back to the new moon yeah and in the point before the new new moon that's why we pause Mm -hmm. because we're assessing that cycle right to what have we done what have we manifested what have we you know where have we moved from where we started yeah so that's why this this juncture now then moving to the new moon which will be a focus and also at you know this is the thing the numbers because this one is at 15 degrees that Taurus is at 15 degrees and the new moon and the focus on the 14th will be at 15 degrees Sick. of a focus and so will the moon the sun and the moon well on the 15th it's on the 14th yes yeah, it on the 15th no it's on the 14th here yeah, I know. Could have been. <laughs> well, that's interesting because the way you're describing, like, you know, the, the movement and how the you interpret the moon. I know a, some other people were talking about how the moon to them is a satellite. And 
you know, I, I, I know I heard that too. I, I, I feel like there is something that wants to come more to the surface with this. And it's uh. because I got the drops about two years ago that women were going to take their power back from the moon and mm. not bleed the way that they used to bleed. And so, you know, this process for me, I make sure to stay transparent, stay fluid so that anything can come in. Mm-hmm. And something that I noticed when I was learning about my right brain, which we both have quad R brains, which is I know. so funny, <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's why we're absorbing, you know. Um, is that we, the way we see the world is from everything to nothing. So we see the world backwards than most people see it. Mm-hmm. Somebody left brain sees nothing and tries to go to everything. That's why for us it can be overwhelming at times to comprehend everything and then return to the simple way of explaining it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, so true. And so when I was receiving this, I started realizing that it, it, the way that I see is through reflection. Yeah, I see everything through a reflection to see it yeah. backwards, uh. to see life. Like for me, we've I've done this before. There's a blueprint. It's already here. I can see it. I can tune in to Eden. It's here. Uh-huh. But then it's like, okay, how does it, how do we bring that to us now? How do we anchor that in now? And one of the processes that I started to realize was if, if I'm able to see my reflection everywhere, I'm able to see memories everywhere. It, everything is, the current moment is a memory to me oh. and a current moment. So when we refer to these old stories, um, the, all of these ancient texts of these old stories, even going into the flower of life and how, you know, I've looked at more of the life lotus compared to the flower, flower of life. It was like I was going backwards in order to see the memory but not give it power anymore. I could see the story. I was fascinated, genuinely fascinated with the story of the moon. Uh But I was like going back to see and and by reversing it, it was, it was, it's like reverse engineering in a way. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing, reverse engineering. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so going back to those points allowed me to integrate that into my current moment. So, the drops that have been coming through is that we're freeing ourselves from the moon, that the moon matrix is, there's a new atmosphere being created through the the fourth phase of water going into December 21st, 2020. It's like our being in the element of ether, of water ether with the fucus, we're moving into this in between realm and this Uh is the fourth phase that phase between solid and liquid we're in it now fully we've been in it but because there's no boundaries we're now in it and the the dismantling of the moon matrix if you could call it that it's like for me the moon isn't bad which is why i track it to know it's a tool for me to know the Uh energies without giving my power away to it you know and then integrating that and knowing like what energies we're navigating in in the currents of the current seats. Uh, uh. So it's like our current waters yeah. moving. Like where are our current waters flowing to? And so the great awakening turned into a great remembrance. You know, uh. it's like when we wake up, we remember. You know, we forget our dreams, but then we remember. And and all of this dismantling seems like such a mess to so many people, but when you can widen your lens and truly take it in, absorb it, instead of the left brain of having to comprehend it all, uh-huh. I feel like you're just absorbing, you know, and it's, the the rest will logically figure itself out when it alchemizes through our embodiment. Uh-huh. Well, I think, uh, you know, one thing about me is like, yeah, like you, you know, like I want to absorb all that. And the way that I kind of got, <laughs> you know, I survived, you know, being a la la land cloud that <laughs> is, is that, you know, I 
I had to come to terms with myself, you know, like, oh, you should, you know, why don't you care about material things? It's like, because you're not from here, you know. And the thing that really, you know, when I teach, like, um, the mindset of sky astrology, I focus a lot on the holographic universe and on quantum physics. And that's why I think it's like, it's for me, the perfect example is this flat earth. Right? So people are like arguing, oh, it's flat, it's round, it's flat, it's round. <laughs> me, I'm thinking, yes, it's flat, and yes, it's round. Because it's a flat plane, and it's a wave, and this is a holographic universe, and all the visions we have are in our heads. And you're waking up, yes, to the game, to the matrix, and we're literally in the middle of waking up like Dolores Cannon said to earth so you have the people who believe in the 3d construct that the earth is round and maybe the people believe that the moon is real yeah right or is this yeah. um you know construct or spaceship it could be yeah. anything the thing and the, yes. the fact is that it's not real it's our <laughs> perception of it. And, and the beauty is that we are aware of that now because 10 years ago, we were, already, we were just saying, oh, that's that. And now we're questioning it. It's the metamorphosis phase. We're metamorphosing. And in that, it's going to be everything thrown which way? Because like you said, it's a way. Remember, we have to go through this yeah. to yeah. really wake up. To really get the essence, to really flow, we can't leave a stone unturned. Yeah, no. yeah, and that that realization that it's not always the thing that's good or bad. It's not good or bad. It's how we use it, uh, uh. realizing the tool for what it is. And even with like, it's funny when you when you were talking. I was, I've been diving more into the currencies of crypto and you know going more mm -hmm. into the financial system deeper than I was before because now I'm seeing this that when you integrate 13 sign the stock market is based on the moon mm -hmm. it's called astro trading if anybody wants to look it up basically it goes like this with I'm gonna leave it there because you really need to follow and listen to the water priestess on IG, I know that the crypto thing is a big thing. I've been tracking it as well. And if you're interested, there's a lot of people who are um, visualizing and understanding this transition, this financial transition. So, yeah, thank you for listening. I just had to put that in for celebrating a focus energy. My heartfelt thanks to the Water Priestess. This is my second interview, being able to explain to her almost 40,000 uh, followers about Sky Astrology. I'm so grateful. Thanks for listening. Take care. All the links are in the description. Cheerio. If you've heard of Western astrology, you may be familiar with the constellations like Leo and Virgo and Libra. And right now, Western astrology would tell us that we are in Scorpio season. But Claudette's birthday, which was on the 18th, she's a Libra because sky astrology follows the actual path of the stars. What's happened is that the Western calendar is actually based on the Babylonian calendar, which has been outdated for thousands of years. If you stargaze or have studied astronomy, the path of the sky does not actually even go through the constellation of Aries anymore. But because we have been stuck in this system, we continuously use Western astrology to refer to ourselves and say, my sun sign is Libra, my sun sign is Gemini, without realizing that we're not actually looking up. When you begin to look into sky astrology, when I found sky astrology, when Claudette found me, and I really used the Constellation app and saw these things, I realized that 
there is a huge distortion between the cycles of the sun and the moon and the planets. Western astrology tends to actually be ahead a moon than where the moon placement actually is. And you can test this. If you have a constellation app, you can take it and look up in the sky or you can just look up. Look up when the moon is in crescent or waxing or waning and see where the constellation is. Because Western astrology will be telling you that the moon is in Scorpio when it's actually in Libra. Western astrology also does not acknowledge that there are more than 12 signs. Ophiuchus is the 13th sign has been, has been omitted because it's the divine feminine. It's 13. This is the number of the feminine. It's why we have distortion with Friday the 13th and the suppressed divine feminine within society. And this is the year, this is 20 H2O, it's the water year, and 13 becomes four. This is the year that Ophiuchus is being seen. Yes. And Sky Astrology incorporates this, and it also incorporates Satis and Orion, as well as stars. Because it's not just the constellations up there as well, it's the energies of the stars, the planets. These have a direct effect on us. The movement and the place that you were born symbolized your energy in this world. When you connect to Sky Astrology, you connect to who you truly are here. For me, I perceive that Western astrology is a sort of alignment to the old system, the matrix, because it keeps us from connecting to who we really are. It's like a disconnect. Mm. We believe these things that are told to us, but if someone told you that the sky was purple, would you believe them? If would you he? can look up, you can see that the sky is not purple. But the thing is, we believe these things because we're told them and we follow the system without actually looking up and reconnecting. And that is everything that Sky Astrology is about. It's about looking up. It's about connecting to these stars, these heavenly bodies and feeling them because these things have power these are energies in the universe these planets move around the solar system and to think that these could just be plain objects no these are incredibly powerful and sky astrology just invites you to connect with these galactical beings and galactical energies that are available to us because we are made of that we're made of stardust and the universe, when you think of a star dying, that goes into the universe and we're born and it all connects together. Sky astrology is just teaching us to not only reconnect with stars, but to reconnect with ourselves. Because it shows you where the sky was when you were truly born. And it's not probably going to be the same as Western. I haven't seen someone yet who is because the Babylonian calendar has become so distorted from this time. When you follow the path of the sun, because it's moving, it's going to be changing. And this means that we have to keep changing things. That's Celestial right. Celestial objects, just like us, because nature is a reflection they're not meant to stay stagnant. We are not meant to stay in systems for eternity. Mm -hmm. This is why school systems and structures that are provided for us over time eventually break down. All because the way down. nothing can stay within for, for eternity. Reality is fluid. Reality is water. It's shifting and changing. Mm -hmm. And the sky is just like that because the stars and everything up there is an aspect of water. 
So we can't position these things in the sky and think that they will stay that way forever. We have to be looking up and recognizing when things aren't connected or when things are changing. Mm -hmm. The sun's path will change over time. The moon's path will change over time. This is the beauty of life. It's like the seasons. It's the life and death. So we have to allow ourselves to not remain rigid, but to be fluid. Mm. And this is why, one reason right. why I'm so passionate about Sky Astrology, because it connects you to an aspect of your higher self. It connects you to you. The energy that came here when you were born. You can tap into this. You can tap into the person that you are meant to be here for. We are all the elements. We are every element. And if you are identifying with a label, for example, saying, I'm a Gemini. As a sun sign or a moon sign or a rising or whatever, you're putting yourself in this box and not allowing yourself to grow because we are all the signs and all the energies yes the sun may have been in gemini when you were born which is giving you access to the energies of the sun's effect on you but this doesn't right. mean that you're only gemini you have a whole chart and sky astrology is more about the unattachment to labels and recognizing and tuning into these energies because it's not about the names western astrology likes to structure us into virgos are like this libras are like this scorpios are like this and then it can create pettiness and division among people if you notice that some people start judging others based on what their sign is and they create profiles of, well, you must be like this because you're a Scorpio. This is separation. This is not mm. unity. Mm. This is why sky astrology resonates so deeply with me. It's connection to the sky. It is connection to each other and it is connection to everything that is divine. That's right. And so if you are feeling like you want to connect with things as they are and not just believe a paradigm that is written for you I encourage you to connect with Sky Astrology you can follow Claudette her profile is aka Claudette on Instagram she offers free readings and for a basic intro and in-depth ones for if you truly want to learn a lot and more about this she has been so incredible in the journey of so many people and i can say for myself the things that she's done it's like opening the gate of another realm because you're not just gazing up and stargazing you are truly connecting to these energies and that is something that we all have access to so if you are open and if this resonates with you I invite you to reach out to her or at least to look up <laughs> because if there's one thing you can take from this it's to reconnect with the sky with the earth grounding stargazing yes observing everything around you that's right not just looking down at the ground or on your phone everything around you we're not robots and we have access to everything so tune in namaste every time i Hello. hear that i just wanted i just wanted to have a short every time i hear that I tear up. If you have been listening to this podcast from the beginning, or if you've been on my old Instagram, 
I've been saying these things for four years, but there weren't a lot of people listening at the beginning. And now to have found Elizabeth and a few others who totally get what I'm saying and share it and speak of their experiences and how this awareness has enriched their lives. just jump up and down and laugh and be happy and I am happy but it was really a difficult journey to believe in yourself when nobody did and I think these heal these tears are healing tears I'm healing. I'm healing. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, Elizabeth, for such a beautiful and eloquent explanation and sharing about sky astrology. And I look so forward to working with Elizabeth, who is an artist and a thinker, and a creator, and a beautiful soul. And now, where are the heavenly bodies? Today on December 2nd, 2020, we have a zero degree. Now, if you don't know what zero degrees is about, I will be explaining that sooner than later exactly because I have partnered with Elizabeth who will be co-creator and artist director of the Sky Astrology Ammaniac, a download journal. This is a journal slash calendar that will share when heavenly bodies are at zero degrees and it will share the new moon and the full moon and it will be a physical uh, journal made with unused paper or recycled paper in a spiral bound with artwork and photographs from the community of stargazers and nature lovers. I will include those who have already worked with us artistically in the description and it is based on the celebration of the lunar year that will begin on February the 11th 2021 and this journal will go until February 1st 2022 so if you are interested to know more and to be in the loop about this journal that will be first released digitally on the 14th of December when our moon and sun are at a focus please send your email address to skystrology at gmail.com 
and I will let you know when is it launched. Now, where the heavenly bodies are on the 2nd of December, because we have a zero degree on this day, 